The boy is eating. The boy is your Coffee with Gringos, Dynamic English's new podcast where you can learn English simply by hearing people use it. So sit down and have a coffee with us. You are listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Paige Sutherland. And I'm Mariah Wojka. Welcome back to the show. The theme of today's episode is politics. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. It's a topic that you either love to love or you love to hate, but no matter what, it's part of our life, and so we're going to chat about it today. And remember, if you get lost along the way, the transcript and the vocabulary guide are right there on our website to help you out. Okay, so to start off, me and Mariah, as you all know, are from the U.S., Mm -hmm. and we had quite a big election that happened last week. Recently, we had midterm elections. So midterm elections, they're not presidential. They're basically for some of the seats in Congress, in both the House and the Senate. And it's usually a big election because it kind of sways the power. Right. So in the U.S., we have two main political parties. We have the Democrats, which are more liberal, more left-wing. And then we have the Republican, which is the right-wing conservative. In Chile, I've, I've realized that a lot of people have pretty solid knowledge of the U.S. political system. I've been surprised and a little bit humbled because I certainly didn't have that knowledge of the Chilean system prior to coming here. But for those of you who don't know, and it's obviously totally fine if you don't, in the U.S. we have the executive branch of power, the judicial branch of power, and then we have the legislative branch, which is our congressional branch. It includes two main parts. It includes the Senate, and it includes the House of Representatives. And in the midterm elections, there are usually many, many seats available in both the House and the Senate. And depending on what happens, that balance of power between the House of Representatives and the Senate can sometimes change. And when it changes, we call it flipping the House. And when it doesn't change, we call it holding the House or holding the Senate. So for example, in the last election, Democrats flipped the House, and they now have control, and the Republicans held the Senate. Exactly. So it was a very, very important election for both those political parties. And so in the U.S., we are federal, Mm -hmm. but we also have state law. Yeah. So the midterm elections, obviously what Mariah was talking about, was all federal positions. We're talking about House representatives. We're talking about senators. So to break that down to each state, Mm-hmm. gets two senators. Mm-hmm. And the House of Representatives depends on the size, the population of your state. Right. So a state like Rhode Island, that is very small, has fewer House representatives than a state like California. California. Exactly. So it's really based on size when it comes to your House mm-hmm. reps. And that's federally. This is talking about in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. But each state has their own laws. Right. And I'm glad you brought that up, Paige, (laughs) because I think that people often forget about the major importance of local politics. And elections like these are, for United States citizens, they're a huge opportunity to vote on local politics and vote for politicians that will change things in your own community. Because Obviously, federal law, it's not as personalized to the things that you and your family experience on a day-to-day basis. No, and 
some of the big elections that happened in the midterms was race for governor. So a lot right. of states had those seats open. And a governor yeah. is basically a president of a state. Right. He is the executive branch or of she. that state. Or <laughs> she. Sorry. Or she. And so that person basically maintains that state where they oversee the laws that are passed in that state, the enforcement. They're, right. like I said, basically the president of that state. So yeah. very important. And like Mariah said, it's more personal. Mm-hmm. The laws that each state have touch your life a little bit more than, say, a federal law does. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You're voting for somebody that intimately knows and can represent your district, for example. And that that's different than, than voting for a senator that will serve you nationally. So like Mariah was saying, federally, we have house reps and senators, and each state has their own house rep and senator as well. Right. So if you live in, say, a state like Minnesota, mm-hmm. you have your state house rep and you have your state senators, and then you have your federal senators and your federal house reps. Right. It's a little It's a little there's complex. A lot. <laughs> there's a lot going on. I know that something that people know more about here, especially because... You know, when, when a president is elected of any country in the world, it has global shockwaves, right? And something that Paige and I have talked about is that in the United States, presidents can serve, they serve a four-year term, but then they can run for re-election and serve another four-year ter- four term, but consecutively. This is different than in Chile because I learned, we both learned, that here you can serve a four-year term then you have to stop, and then you can run for re-election. I was completely surprised by that. It's a really fascinating system. And it's interesting that the past two presidents have done so. Right. Right. It was Bachelet, Piñera, Bachelet, Piñera. So it's not only the law, but it seems like it's very normal here. Or it has been. It has been, at least recently. I wish I was here during the election, the most recent election, but I do know from research that it is very different. The U.S. itself is just very different, where in 2016, when that election was over, people were already considering and looking at 2020, which is the next presidential election. In the U.S., it's like this nonstop election campaigning period where there's even right the day after an election, people are already looking to the next one. Right. It's constant fundraising, campaigning, advocacy, where in Lobbying. most country there's laws where you cannot campaign until a certain amount of time before the election. Right. In the U.S., it's like years. People just right. constantly it's, campaigning. It feels like the political machine never rests in the United States. Yeah. That's what I would say. The other thing I noticed was you can walk by La Moneda. And you can be, I mean, what, 300 feet away from the building? Uh Uh-huh. Where in the U.S., our La Moneda is the White House, and you, there's a huge fence. Right. With, like, military security. You can barely, like, poke your eye in to see the White House. Right. You can get nowhere near. Where here, there's even a street that goes behind La Moneda that you can drive by. Right. So access to government buildings is just really really different. Didn't you go to La Moneda the other day? Yeah, I besides teaching, I also am a reporter and I was interviewing someone there and I set up the interview the day before 
I just showed my ID, I walked in, and I was inside La Moneda, and I was in someone's office interviewing them. We're in the U.S., I've done interviews in the White House, but you need to be pre-screened, I need to show my passport, I need to do this a week before, Probably before I can get anywhere near the gate. Probably intense security once you enter. Yeah, it was liberating. It was nice that, you know, it was like the people have access. Like, you walk by La Moneda, people are outside having picnics and hanging out with friends and enjoying the green space right in front of it, where in the U.S. it's like, we're a democracy, but we're caged up. The, right, the, right. You can you can look at the the home of of the United States democracy behind a very large and imposing fence with huge rifles. <laughs> yeah, and I do. I like that too. Spaces are important, and when a government building feels like it belongs to the people, I think that that's that's a really cool element of a country's politics. The biggest thing that I've realized too, when I've talked to a lot of my students about politics, and I think that you will take this away from this episode is that it's confusing. The U.S. politics are complex because we are this federal government that is state-run as well. Mm -hmm. So it's when people talk about, oh, this is going on in the U.S., it's like, oh, that's actually a Texas law. Right. I don't have that law in Massachusetts. Right. Or I heard about this law in California. Well, we don't have this law in Minnesota. Exactly. So it's very, very convoluted totally i agree so we talked about how important the midterm elections but did you vote in the midterm elections right absolutely absolutely voting to me is a really important way to participate in the political process and i feel really lucky because minnesota is a state that tries really hard to make voting accessible and so for example if you're in the state you can do same day registration you can register to vote vote that day awesome and in terms of voting from afar, I, I sent an email requesting an absentee ballot with a form with some of my information. They emailed me my ballot. They emailed me a PDF of my ballot. I printed it, I voted, and then I mailed it right back. It was a painless process. It was easy. And I don't know, it felt good to have my vote counted. How yeah. about you? Did you vote? I did. I went home in October, and mm-hmm. so I did a similar process, but I actually went in and got the absentee ballot and just filled it out and sent it in right then when I was home. But no, like you said, I think, you know, we are abroad, we are living in Chile, but the politics that are still going on in our our homes are important and and we should have a voice in it, so. Totally, and I, I know that in some countries, it's not possible to vote from a distance. And so I feel fortunate that we're able to do that in our country. Voting's good. Make your voice heard. So even though we were talking about politics today, I hope that this didn't feel too political. Or too boring. (laughs) We just feel like it was good to, you know... Politics are talked about everywhere. They're talked about in the United States. They're talked about here. And as the world becomes more and more globalized, these are conversations that are just going to keep happening more and more. These are good tools for your toolbox. Exactly. (laughs) Thanks again for listening. And we'll talk to you soon. Coffee with Gringos was brought to you by Dynamic English, where you can learn English simply by using it. If you're interested in taking classes or just want to learn more, go to our website at dynamicenglish.cl. Thanks for listening.